You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Hello, my name is Alante, and I'm so excited to continue our study of the I Ams. And this week, we see Jesus as the door. I am the door. In order for us to start in chapter 10, where I'll be teaching out of today, it's important for us to take a look back at chapter 9 and see how we got here. Um, and, and I think this, this is going to be a great look for us to see um, the contrast of the Pharisees and Jesus. In chapter 9, we see Jesus bring a blind man to faith by restoring his sight. The restoration of the man's sight sparks a disagreement between the folks in town so much that the man was brought to the Pharisees. And the Pharisee asked one question many times, how? John 19, verse 15. So the Pharisees again asked him, how had he received his sight? John 19, 16. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was division among them. Verse 19, they asked his parents how. Verse 26, they asked the man again, how? As we see in chapter 9, the Pharisees, a.k.a. the religious leaders of Jerusalem, a.k.a. the shepherds of Israel, are more concerned about the rules, the how, and the who than they are about the actual human, the miracle, the transformation of this man. As a result, the Pharisees kicked the blind man out of the temple because he was a witness of Jesus. Now, going into chapter 10, it's important that I share with you, preparing for this message, I had no background of shepherds or sheeps or anything farm-like, okay? Um, As many of you know, I am from Detroit, and I know a stray dog, but I do not know a sheep. (laughs) And so I learned so much about sheeps. I did what anybody would do when you want to learn about sheeps. You go to the all-knowing, never-wrong YouTube, and you go down the rabbit hole. In chapter 9, we see a beautiful contrast of the legitimate shepherd um, and the door to salvation. Chapter 10, verse 1 through 6 says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Um, In this day, it's important to note that Political and spiritual leaders were often called shepherds. Jesus explained that not everyone among the sheep is a true shepherd. Some are like thieves and robbers. A mark of being a thief or a robber is how they gain entry among the sheep. A false shepherd comes to gain entry by fear, power, arrogance, and manipulation. A true shepherd comes in a legitimate way, the way that it was designed through love, calling, and sacrificial service. In John 10, 3-5, it says this, To him, the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all of his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him for they do not know the voice of a stranger. 
In towns of that time, sheep from many flocks were kept for the night in a common sheepfold, overseen by one doorkeeper who regulated which shepherd brought and took which sheep. The shepherds call the sheep by name, showing that they have a personal connection with the sheep. I can't even imagine how many sheep a shepherd could have, but to call them by name and for them to know your voice and to come to you is miraculous, in my opinion, right? How many names do you have to have for a sheep? You have to eventually start using initials like Didi or KK or somebody. There's no way you have all these names. But it was custom in the Eastern countries for shepherds to go ahead of his sheep and they followed him from pasture to pasture. In the Western world, that's not common. Um, the shepherd would drive the sheep out. But in the Eastern world, the shepherd would go ahead and lead the sheep. That will preach on its own. I don't have time to dig in there. But for, for they know his voice. In the common sheep foes of ancient times, the shepherds merely gave a distinctive call and his sheep came from the others, following him out of the sheepfold. Sheeps are experts at discerning their shepherd's voice. That is amazing. That is amazing. We're going to dig into that. There's actually two true stories that are a testament to the sheep following the shepherd's voice and not just any, oh, random somebody. Um, there's a story of a man who traveled all the way to Jerusalem um, just to test out to see if, <laughs> if sheep would follow his voice or they would follow the shepherd's voice. Um, this man traded clothes with another shepherd and tried to lead the sheep, but the sheep followed the shepherd's voice and not his clothes. During World War I, some soldiers tried to steal a flock of sheep from a hillside near Jerusalem. The sleeping shepherd awoke to find a flock being driven out all over the place, scattered, and he couldn't recapture them. So he called out to his flock by a distinctive call. The sheep listened and returned to the rightful owner. It was crazy because the soldiers couldn't stop the sheep from returning to their shepherd's voice for they knew him. John 10, 6 through 10 says this, This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus said again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone who enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. My first point, rest well knowing that Jesus is at the door. When Jesus says, I am the door, he is reiterating the fact that only through him is salvation possible. Earlier, we talked about one type of sheepfold that was typically found in villages and towns. This sheepfold would have a gate and a gatekeeper. Um, there's a second type of sheepfold that was um, built in the countryside that would typically be built with a pile of rocks. Um, and this would have no gate. This would just be an entryway. And what the shepherd would do, they would lay in front of the entryway to keep uh, the sheep in and keep predators out. And I, I thought about this and it, it, it's a reflection of who Jesus is as he is a, a sacrifice. He lays in front of that entryway, keeping the sheep from being harmed, keeping the sheep covered, keeping them peace. The, the sheep are able to rest and know that the shepherd is in front of that entryway, in front of that gate, and they can rest well. Um, that's such a beautiful thing. Point number two, draw closer to God's voice. 
Um, in today's age, we are so overwhelmed with the amount of content, influencing media, advertisement that's in our face and at our fingertips at any given time. It is very important for us to um, be able to hear from God, know his voice so that when he calls, we will follow him and follow his way. Um, practical ways to do this would be to be in communication and to be in relationship with, with, with God. Um, tap in and read in our Bible, being in prayer, um, being around other believers um, that can uplift you as well. God works through people. Um, know his voice, be able to minimize and distinguish what God is saying and um, what the enemy is saying. Point number three, Jesus wants us to live an abundant life. An abundant life is not an easy or comfortable life. Uh, this is not a life about obtaining more stuff and living fat off the calf and, and, and all of that. An abundant life, I'm going to be very clear here, an abundant life is a life of satisfaction and contentment in Jesus. It is very important for us to know that Jesus is where we find our peace, where we find our rest, and where we find our satisfaction and contentment. Ask yourself this question, would obtaining more money or would obtaining peace bring you satisfaction? You may already know the answer, but there's not an amount of money, amount of things in this world that will give us the satisfaction and contentment um, other than believing in Jesus Christ. Recently, I have probably went through the toughest time of my life to date. Um, in 2021, I lost my grandfather. We called him Pawpaw. And last month, and um, I lost my grandmother. Transparently, I was at the lowest point of my life. Just even a couple days ago, preparing for this message, I felt that uh, felt an attack. Felt just in a super dark place. A really, really, really dark place. While in that dark place, I remembered that Jesus works through people. And just yesterday, I was reminded of how good God is and how much abundance he wants me to live in. It was the wildest day. I, I didn't share much with people of what I, what I was going through at all. But first thing in the morning, my friend calls me and he says, hey, man, just thinking about you. I want to share a message with you. I want to pray for you. Can I do that before you get your day started? Another text message comes through from my father-in-law who just shares a message with me to uplift me, not even knowing what I'm going through, but it was right on point. Leaving work. I encounter who I believe is the only, my job has a shuttle service and you can kind of request a, a ride. And I request a ride, you don't know who you're gonna get. And I've only met this man once, his name is Larry. I believe he's the only believer that's in this shuttle service. And he asked me how I was doing and I just was honest with him and he uplifted me and encouraged me and poured into me and said, you will see your grandparents again. Right. When I get home, I get a text message from someone who's just like, hey, come hang out with me Thursday. Let's hang out. Let's go to a baseball game. And I, it, it reminds me that God works through people. And all the work that he was doing was showing me that I want you to live an abundant life. 
I want you to have peace and contentment. I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that you're safe. I want you to know that you're saved. Do not give up on your faith. Putting all of these examples in front of me to keep moving, to keep progressing, to know that all I have is all I need. It's okay to say that you're not okay. It's okay to say that you need help. It's okay to receive that. I can honestly say that I've lived a lifestyle without Jesus, and I, leave, I lived a lifestyle believing in Jesus and following him and being um, and having faith. I know what it's like to not, and I know what it's like to have. And I promise you, I promise you, the contentment and the peace that I have, the rest that I have, life happens and life doesn't, doesn't stop happening. Trials and tribulations don't stop happening, but there's rest and peace over here with Jesus. The faith that I have, the life that I live, the rest that I receive, the peace that I receive, I can only get that from one place. I've tried many other ways of getting it, of finding peace. I believe we all do that. We're all on a journey trying to find peace. What brings us peace? There's only one place that I can get that from. There's only one place that I can get rest from. There's only one place that I can have a, a calm heart and um, peaceful mind, and that's through Jesus Christ. And with that, I want to invite you to know Jesus, to be in relationship with Jesus, the door the only way through to salvation, the door, Jesus Christ. I love you. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.